episode 74 could be 75 with a toilet flushing in the background this is moon <laughs> p jug and hobbs i don't know if you could hear that but my wife just finished up that's awesome <laughs> we have we don't have sound effects we have no. real life sounds exactly now uh every week on the show we try to cover things that people want to hear about we've yet to hit it right on the nose so today we'll take another shot at it uh and joining us a new voice on the show the latest and greatest version of my partner p jug how are you i am great i'm perfect yep p jug is my sister and we've been sisters since i was born we are not sisters. <laughs> I guess I'm brothers. You are my brother. Right. I am your sister, but you are not sisters. He didn't want well, to gender the relationship. We're all <laughs> sisters in this. Also today, not just P-Jug, we have the uh, voice that you're familiar with hearing since the very first episode. Let's welcome Hobbs. Hey, Hobbs. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. Inaccurate, but thank you. You started this with someone else in mind, remember? Yeah. Were we sisters? Uh, yeah, we're sisters. We're very sisterly. We always have <laughs> I braid his hair. Oh, no. Perfect. I'm starting to get some bald spots. Not a lot. Yeah, I pulled is... the knots too tight. Sorry about that. Oh, that hurts. Uh, we have lots to talk about today. Oh, my God. So yesterday... I got to leave the house to go get two injections of a drug called Evusheld. And it sounds like a superhero, but it's actually something that protects people from COVID. And they get these intramuscular four-inch needles that they plunge into your thighs. And then you go from having very little COVID protection to being almost 80% covered in five seconds. Evil shelled. Evil shelled. Uh, but then after that, we went and picked up P Jug over at the airport. Then we drove back to my neurologist office, hung out with him. Then we went for a drive and looked at the fall colors. And because of the lack of moisture all summer long, the colors in Minnesota are popping. They're popping early and they're popping brighter than usual, and they look great. And we got about an hour and a half to two hours of leaf looking. Uh, it's not as good as in Colorado, uh, where I love to go for that. Uh, and I've always wanted to travel to Maine because I hear the Northeast is just drop dead gorgeous. Maine, that area. I would travel for a good leaf. Sure. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, Colorado loves their leaves. They smoke a lot of them. Yeah. And then, uh, P-Jug, you eventually may move to Colorado. Right now, she's living in Sydney, Nebraska, where we were both born and raised. And she's just living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell Hobbs a little bit about our hometown. Oh, gosh. I don't know where to begin. Uh, you have uh, Walmart and a super, uh, like a supermarket you have arby's you have runza dairy queen mcdonald's that kind of stuff a little fast food two restaurants um i guess there's a breakfast place uh it's about six thousand people approximately okay so so that's where she's living now now tell us where you used to live 
And tell us a little bit about that town. Yeah, I lived in New York City for five five years, I think. Yeah. So tell us why you love New York and why you lived there for five years. New York just brings energy to you that it just brings happiness because you see all the different kinds of people. I love that. I love the activity. I love the noise. You know, I just I just love that feeling of a big, big city. And you used to go to hockey games? We went to hockey games, baseball games, soccer games, Broadway, comedy clubs. In case you didn't know this, uh, Hobbs does stand up comedy under the name Tiffany Norton. It's a stage name. Oh, have you ever done something on like a Netflix or like a YouTube, a young YouTube? I do some stand up, not a lot of stand up on YouTube, but I have a, um, and I've got to come up with some new episodes, but it's a basically a baking show, but it's more of a, it's called the bitter baker. And basically I just complain about stuff and make stuff. She makes awesome candies and cakes and uh, I've consumed a lot of her stuff. Now, one of the things about the bitter baker that was so much fun to watch and you should Google that guys. Cause it's, it's worth your time. Uh, you used to drink a lot during episodes. Well, prior during and post episodes of the bitter baker. And now you haven't had a drink in how long are you still going? Oh yeah, I am still going. Ugh, what is it now? Four months. Do you know that I just had two milestones in my right. life? Okay. This week, I retired from radio three years ago, and Governor Walls made it Moon Day in Minnesota. So we just are have been in the process of celebrating Moon Day for about a week. I knew okay. there was something going on today. I'm like, it's not my birthday. What is it? It's Moon Day. It is Moon Day. And then not only is it Moon Day, on this date in 1987, I went to a treatment center for alcoholism and drug abuse. 87 was my last drink. That's a long time. I would call home. I'd say, Dad. And he said, yes. And I said, do you have a key for handcuffs? Oh, <laughs> and, no. and he's like, no, I don't have a key for handcuffs. Right. I'm like, okay, then you might want to help me with some bail money. Here we go down that trail again. But that was in 87. Now, fast forward to here. I'm just completely pacified and over exuberant about looking at leaves. When you lived in New York City, the yeah. place you lived and the amount of money you paid, because this to me was mind boggling. Uh, we lived uh, about a block, uh, would be south of uh, Wall Street, in a one-bedroom apartment. It was probably 500 square feet. I had a roll-out bed. My son had the bedroom. I had a roll-out bed. And really tiny kitchen. It was $4,000 a month. Uh, Definitely a wonderful location, though. Hobbs lives in downtown St. Paul. Yep. Yeah. And I've been to her house. It's really cool. How many floors are you up? Like 13? 24. 24 floors? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's got a good view up there. You can see all kinds of stuff. I'm down here in the flatlands of Lakeville. I've lived here since I moved to Minnesota. I always thought if I stay south in the metro, it will be warmer because I knew how cold it got here. And I thought, if I'm closer to Texas, maybe it's warmer. Well, joke's on me. <laughs> it seems that 
when I uh, got to know our chief meteorologic expert, Dave Dahl from Five Eyewitness News, and I asked him, what part of the Twin Cities gets the most snow in winter? And he said, Lakeville. Yep. And we get it like we get four to seven degree colder days. I mean, when it's 25 below in Minneapolis, St. Paul, I'm talking 32 down here and it's awful. Yeah, but it's not International Falls. I remember when I took my motorcycle on a long drive up in the northern part of Minnesota, I went to a town there called Embarrass. Yeah. Okay. And there's like 15 people that live in Embarrass, Minnesota. The only thing they have there, there's really no stores or nothing much going on, but they've got a giant thermometer <laughs> and it's supposed to be the coldest place in the United States. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they've got a big thermometer as their, uh, you know, their thing. Well, and it's not nearly as cool as the, the ginormous ball of twine. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Is that in Baxter or where that at? Darwin, one of the two. Darwin, Minnesota. Yeah, they've got this big ball of twine. Yeah, and it's right next to a town called Plato. So you got Plato, you got Darwin, you got all the intellectuals <laughs> out there and to honor them, twine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I want to talk about my main boy, Tom Brady. Mm. It seems, and yeah. I mean, there's so many websites you can't believe. But some of the ones that have at least a pinch of credibility are talking about Tom and his supermodel wife, Giselle Bunchen getting a divorce. Uh, they have two children together. He was supposed to retire. We yeah. all know what happened with that. He did not. She wants him to retire and he's not doing it. And that might be the end. And she is worth far more than he is. Yeah. But, you know, they have a prenup in place. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that now in the day that we live in, that every marriage situation should come with a prenup, right? And the only reason I believe that is um, not because necessarily divorce rates are so high because they are, but I just think that things that you bring to the union, right, should be kept by you unless you choose to share them right well same with debt too though let's get that part exactly straight. right you know what i mean like if you come with a if, yep. if you come with no money but no debt fine but if yep. you come with debt and no money that is a problem we're not going to be commingling the old finances that's the thing you know with debt a lot of times People come with that. They didn't uh -huh. mean to go into debt. No. They didn't need, mean to have a, you know, financial hardship. No. I mean, people get sick. The economy changes. I'll never forget when P-Jug was, the, the original P-Jug was working at a spa, and I think it was like 08. And Jesus, the, they have nobody coming in. I mean, what's the first thing that goes during a recession is massages and brazilians and all the other stuff she used to have to do and then for you since the interest rates almost seven percent what's going on with your phones interest rates have gone up like wow right they've shot up this year for sure uh prices are starting to come down people are starting to get a little bit more realistic but my fear is is this that is this actually a really good time to buy because they're going to go up so much higher and we're going to be sitting there going god i wish i would have bought in at six 
Because when I bought my first house, interest rates had been above nine for a really long time. And then they dipped to like 8.375 and I jumped on it. You know, it depends. I mean, if it's the right time for you to buy, you might actually get a little bit better of a deal. And, you know, really, if rates come back down, you can refinance as long as you haven't made a lot of crazy decisions and you still have equity in the home. But uh, yeah, you're not, you're still seeing though a lot of houses if they're under $350,000, they're still going with multiple offers, but it's not 40 offers or 50 offers. It's maybe four, but there's still multiples. Well, and PJUG used to kind of do what you do too. Well, same kind of stuff. You did that in Omaha, right? Yeah, I did do mortgages. And at one time, when I was selling real estate, interest rates were like 14, 15. Oh, sure. 80s? Was it the 80s? It was the 80s. There's an area of Woodbury, which is really close to 3M. And 3M is the, the international headquarters is in East St. Paul here. And they, in the 80s, hit a financial, uh, you know, wall or whatever. And they yes. moved their operations to Mexico. Well, in the process of doing that, they laid off or re reallocated or relocated almost two whole neighborhoods all at once. And so, oh, wow. one, yeah. So at one point in Woodbury, it was like all vacant in like North Oaks and all. It was like, it was only like a 20% occupancy rate in a couple of oh, neighborhoods. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow, that's like, bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could have bought it for a song back then, even though the rate was 15 or 16%, it would have been like a $20,000 house. Well, yeah. And you know, like you said, in three to five years, you refinance it if rates are better. Six is not a bad number. No. Is that going to happen? It really isn't. Getting back to Tom and Giselle, they have multiple houses to sell. Mm -hmm. And there is some rumor she could theoretically have to pay him uh, spousal maintenance. Isn't that funny? Oh, okay. my gosh. Tom Brady gets spousal maintenance. Come on. You know why he needs it though? Because she's got all those good skin creams that are like two or 300 bucks a pop. Right? <laughs> He's gotten used to them now and now they won't be in the bathroom anymore. She's not going to let you use her eyelid <laughs> cream anymore or her firming toning night lotion. So you're on your own pal, buy your own. Uh... I have a question for your sister since, since uh, she's joining us. Speaking of Moon, Moon has often extolled the virtues of his attractiveness as a young man. <laughs> he's, he's been uh, not shy about yeah, okay, okay. And so, okay, like, obviously, it's hard for you to gauge this, but I know you guys are from a small town. What, what do you think number-wise he was in town, like, ranked-wise, looks-wise? <laughs> <laughs> did he crack the top 10 i mean it's your brother so it's hard to say well it is hard to say when he was younger he was probably an eight. Oh, oh yeah. upper upper 10 okay yeah yeah okay but right, everything else 10. he was doing kind of dragged that number down was it just, just the, trouble it just the, the trouble or was it just trouble did you get in trouble at school because he was such a pain in the ass no there's four years difference okay I remember when I would get what they called at that time down slips. And that's if you didn't finish your schoolwork or got a non-passing grade. And the school and the teacher would mail those to the parents. Ooh. And we only lived one block from the school. What I would do is I would look out the window. I'd see if the mailman was coming by. He just comes then, across the street. And then I, I go from... <laughs> I go through the lunchroom 
uh, right out the door uh, and bang. The next thing you know, I plucked these down slips out of the mail. You did and that? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> and then what happened was there'd be parent teachers conferences later on. My mom and my dad would go with me and they'd say, well, you know, I thought after all those downslips we mailed that there'd be a change. And they're like, what, what's a downslip? Oh, that's when your, your child is not passing, uh, turning in their assignments and what have you. And I've been mailing those for a year and I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we never got those in the mail. And, I, and they looked over at me and I'm sure I look guilty as hell. And then the postman's like, I literally walked it over to you. Like I literally <laughs> just took it from your desk to his house. How did it get lost? Yeah. Oh, I was creative. <laughs> Breaking news. Did you see what Joe Biden just did? No. He got caught on an open mic talking to someone. Uh-oh. And, and, you know, ABC News and David Muir, who we talk about a lot on this show, you know, they're teasing it. Wait till you hear what Joe Biden said when a hot mic was on. Right. And then about 45 minutes later, they finally get to it. Yeah. And it's him talking to the mayor of one of the cities hit in the hurricane. And he said, that's right. Nobody with a Biden. <laughs> it's all over Fox News right Nobody now. Nobody fucks with a Biden. And then, uh, and then to, today, this was kind of crazy. Oh. He has now thrown out all possession of marijuana charges uh, federally. The Democrats want marijuana to be legalized. The Republicans do not. Uh, there has been... You know, so many man hours spent on catching people with weed when other crimes like murders and, you know, armed robberies and, you know, the cops were having to screw with these minor things. And so they're thinking, hey, wait a minute, let's take a look at how Colorado's handled it, how California's handled it, whatever. So now the Democrats are going to try to get everything passed through. Uh, before, you know, we have another change in administrations and God only knows, you know, who's going to be running the show after this one. Can you imagine oh. they let all those people out and they're like, Oh, sorry, we changed your mind. You all, you guys have to come back here. No, like, <laughs> dude, no, dude, we're not going back, man. <laughs> okay. Let's just do what are you watching? Because we always okay. do that at some point in the podcast. Seems like a natural time to leap into all that. Yep. So uh, you go first, Hobbs, because you and P-Jug have been watching the same thing, I, I believe. Oh, yeah. House of the oh, Dragon. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. They're jumping a lot. I know they're trying yes. to cover a lot of ground. Yes. So they're clicking through the years really, really uh, at a quick pace. Uh, it, I usually at the beginning of the episodes, now I'm spending like five minutes going, oh, wait, this is a different actor playing that same character. I yes, think. yes. They, they're not even closer looking like. Yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit like when you would watch soap operas and then yeah. like someone like all of a sudden the guy who had been the doctor for five years, the next day they're like, well, Dr. <laughs> Andrews. And, and it's like, a, it's a guy it who's is. Puerto Rican. It's a guy who doesn't even yeah, look just, anywhere near the other guy. And they're like, uh, it was unbelievable. I thought, who is that person? I didn't know the girl anymore. Right. Because she looks totally different. Right. Well, if you Not stop and think about it, it's just like the pee jug on this show. It is. It's exactly, you see, 
they do it in all forms of media. So why not on this podcast? Right. We're all replaceable except for Moon. Every, Moon is the one name that never seems to change on this podcast. Yeah. I'm just yeah. letting you know the, back, the backstage, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you watching then? Uh, House of the Dragon, is that what it is? House of the, the Dragon and The Patient, which is yep. on Hulu, is so good. It makes you a little bit more aware of how it all started and why it got to the place it got to. Here's the thing. We all want to call serial killers and people who do these things inhuman, or you know, we want to attribute it to something that is not a human quality, but it clearly is. It's uh, not something for the faint of heart, I guess. Is no. that the way I want to say it? Yeah. Because, I mean, when you have a conversation with an investigator and you're a father and they have to tell you that your son is eating his victims. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh, we haven't found anything really happy now that we finished the White Lotus, which was amazing. Uh, I know that season, what is it, three of Hacks is coming out soon. Oh, good. Uh, we have Yellowstone coming out soon. That's what I'm waiting on. That's I have been rewatching Yellowstone only because the boyfriend hasn't seen it. And he thinks he's ripped now. He's convinced of it. He loves <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, because he's a construction worker in the day. And he, you know what I mean? He's a simple guy. And uh, Rip knows how to handle things. So. <laughs> For anyone that hasn't seen Yellowstone, you must. I have a friend who's Native American, and I was saying that I was watching this show, and they got a little bit, you know, cringed by it. And I was like, well, you know, I would have to have you watch it from your perspective and see if they did a good job. I said, I think they're trying to do a decent job of portraying the Native Americans in this current and modern culture as powerful. And they, you know, they feature the, the them owning the casinos and the reservations and making business decisions and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I, I think it's good. I think it, I think it brings up a lot of very interesting conversations about consumerism too and conservation and how those two can't exist together. You can't conserve and consume at the same time. Did you watch 1883, the prequel to Yellowstone? I did not because that was, we talked about it, but then I would have had to get another goddamn channel. I was like, it was on the one I didn't have. I'm like, no, you're not getting another three bucks that I'm going to forget about. And then I'm going to have to log in somewhere. And Paramount plus is like four bucks a month. Yeah. And I, I just surrendered. I just <laughs> bought them all. Uh, I will say this about 1883, mm -hmm. Tim McGraw, when you look at him after they put makeup on him, he looks like Ben Roethlisberger. Really? He doesn't look like Tim McGraw at all. No. And Faith Hill, um, she was okay in it, but the story was told a very different way. And they were doing it more with visuals yeah. than with verbiage well, or script. That's what I heard, that it's more pictorial than it's a little light on dialogue in that. Part of the reason why I didn't want to watch it was because Tim McGraw and Faith Hill were in it. Because now I kind of felt like, okay, now you guys are using it as a quote unquote vehicle for something. And I don't, I don't like that. They're not actors. They're, they're not actors. P. Jug, did you say something about Tim McGraw today? I think you did. Him and uh, Faith Hill had their like anniversary. I don't know. I don't remember what year it was. Like, like 26 or something. That would be so hard. Say you're on tour and your wife's on tour. You'd never see each other. Maybe that's how they made it work. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's perfect. I think the people that stay in the same house too long probably end up divorced.
two questions with Putin. <laughs> um, have you ever picked up a hitchhiker? Can you imagine you're a hitchhiker and you got your finger out and somebody pulls over and you get to the car and there he is, which would be almost like getting in with Dahmer, isn't it? In my mind, it's the 70s and Putin is in like a VW bug. And there's just a guy with a surfboard walking down and Putin's like, hey, man. Did you ever hitchhike? I have hitchhiked a couple of times. It was it was dumb. I only did once with a uh, a trucker. My car broke down. I was on 169 in the middle. Of, it was like 30 below or something like that. And my camshaft broke. I found out oh. later. Yeah. And you kind of need that apparently. And um, yeah. we didn't have any heat and it was a girlfriend of mine and I was in college and we were driving from Mankato back up to the cities and we broke down probably two or three miles south of that, that truck stop in Jordan, you know, Minnesota, right? Yep. And you could see it and it looked relatively close. And so it's like, all right, we started walking and holy balls was that cold and we did not get very far. And then this truck pulled over. And I'm like, this is exactly how every horror movie I've ever seen starts. Yeah. But now I understand why people are willing to take the chance. Because, like, I don't want to. I could get killed just walking in this weather right now. But he was right. sweet. He had daughters our age and gave us a ride to the truck stop and, and waited for us uh, while we called a, a tow truck. And we got to sit in the cab. And it was fun. I also got to pretend that I was a semi-driver for a couple miles. So, Ooh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second question with Putin. Uh, if your car breaks down, would you call AAA? Because think about that. You're the AAA guy. <laughs> you show up. <laughs> so it's the hitchhiker guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the truck pulls up. Yeah. There's Hobbs in it. With yeah. <laughs> There's yep. Hobbs on her way to... <laughs> okay, that's weird. Okay, Hobbs, you got questions? All right. Uh, have you ever urinated in public? I'm guessing he has. You think so? Probably did it on his mother's grave. Dang. That was dark. Uh, when was the last time you smoked? And what was the last thing you smoked? That's kind of a two question. It's a two parter. Two parter, like a follow up. Yeah, because he doesn't seem like a vape guy. He doesn't seem like a weed guy, but like a cigar guy. Which do you prefer? An enema or a glycerin suppository? <laughs> I don't even know which one I prefer. <laughs> I'm totally into the enemas. What do you prefer? I have no preference in the matter. I I don't I don't have the breadth of knowledge required <laughs> to answer that. Second question: Who do you think would win in an arm wrestling contest, Vladimir Zelensky or Joe Biden? Oh, never f with a Biden. Yeah. <laughs> can never f with a Biden, man. That's going to be screaming going into the match. And then his, and then his arm would just snap from his osteoporosis. But just kick in on that one moment. I was an election judge for a while. Bikini contests don't count. Yeah, no. This was uh, literally a voting judge uh, at a school. It was at an elementary school. There was a Republican judge and a Democratic judge. And what we did was we would sit there and wait for people to come in and vote in a small town. It was Sydney, Nebraska. 
we would watch people pull into the school parking lot. Mm -hmm. We would look at their car and then guess whether they were Republican or Democrat by what they drove. Oh, that's a fun game. It is fun. And we were actually gambling <laughs> on this. <laughs> we're betting, you know, like a buck a car, right? And we had several hundred cars over the course of the election. How'd you do? But, like, did you did you win? Did you win a landslide? How much percentage did you get? Well, let me tell you what I found to be mostly true. Republicans, Chevys, Fords, okay. American-made. Okay. Democrats, Hondas, Toyotas, okay. Subarus, Nissans. All right. You know, what so do the independents drive? What's that? What's that pesky third party? Probably a Tesla. Actually, that's yeah, probably a Tesla if they could afford it. Elon Musk says, "Okay, let's go back to the original agreement. I'll I'll pay you forty four billion for Twitter. What must it be like to be able to write someone a check for forty four billion dollars? I don't think he's got it in his checking. I don't think he's writing a check." <laughs> <laughs> if he does let me talk to his financial planner like mm -hmm. do you have a twitter you still have a twitter i do p jug you i do have a twitter mm -hmm. what's your what's your twitter handle moon at moon ks95 mine is uh at tiffany the comic and tiffany is spelled just like the jewelry store p jug what's yours <laughs> p jug can't remember my phone is across the, the way and i can't read oh yeah it. you're not doing that <laughs> No, no, you're not. My doing feet that. aren't working. No, well, your no. feet aren't. Your, your feet are not I'm up. Not even, I'm not even going over there. It's like less than three feet. <laughs> no, nope. awesome. If your Twitter was like happy feet, just by coincidence, that would be awesome. I think we yeah. should make it that. Yeah, I can't believe they're doing Sunday morning football now. I like it. Do you like it? Do you get up early? Well, yeah, now that I'm sober, now that I don't have a hangover every Sunday morning, I'm like, yes, football, yes. We have a friend that's going fishing at 2 a.m. Okay. Okay. To me, there's no fish, there's no lobster, there's no filet of pompano, there's zero that's worth getting up at 2 a.m. Unless it's Foo Fighters tickets going on sale at Ticketmaster. Okay. P-Jug is more of a country girl. She's actually... Um, Seeing Chris Stapleton. Oh, uh, see, yeah. that's going to be a great show. It will. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. about it. He's the best thing that's happened to country music in a long time. Honest to God. He really is. He's really hot right now. Hopefully your feet will be working by then. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to go to a concert because you want to stand and party. Like, well, my feet are not hurt at all. <laughs> yeah, I got all these blisters. Why did you get all these blisters? Well, I couldn't feel my feet. You know? <laughs> well, you weren't yeah. here last weekend when your brother admitted that he likes to occasionally wear women's pajamas. So if you wanted to go back to that topic at all since we're talking about women's wear. Karen Newburgers, they're awesome. You ever had any? You got to get some. I do endorsements for a lot of different things. Yeah, you do. Karen Newburgers. And guess what I'm having today during the show? Lipton's iced tea. We got to get the Lipton's people on. You talk about Lipton's like every day. That's so good. Have it you is. had them? Yes, I've had. Yes, I've had Lipton's tea. <laughs> it's like, have you had water? Have you? Have you tried it? It's wonderful. Everybody loves it. Okay, how many glasses of fluid do you drink in a day? Because I know what you're supposed to have is eight eight-ounce glasses equaling 64 fluid ounces. Yeah, of water. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. I need to do I, – I probably I probably suck down like two, three big glasses, but they're probably like 12. 
and then like two <laughs> French presses full of coffee. But that's because I'm not drinking anymore. We're right now we're drinking the caribou. We're on the caribou kick. Okay. That company was founded here, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I I knew the when they first started, I did the loan for I'm not a doctor, so I think I could tell a little bit of somebody's story. But uh he was the vice president when there was just like a president and a vice president and like a secretary of caribou. And I worked with him on a, on a mortgage uh, thing, but super nice dude. Yeah. Caribou is like way before we had Starbucks and I prefer Starbucks, but I would never tell someone from caribou that I always get a skinny caramel high rise. <sighs> the caramel Ooh. high rises are good. Went to Tom Segura. Amazing. Yeah. Talked about, how oxycontin came into his life he had some health issues and he said let me describe oxycontin to you when you take it you're probably going to not for eight days okay you're not going to care i mean some of the stuff he did was really funny yeah his, his opening guy i felt hot and cold about him uh -huh. because the stuff he did that was funny was really funny yeah. And everything in between was not good. You don't remember who it was? No, I don't. Dang it. We're both forgetting names of people because I always love to know who's opening because I'm more likely to know the opening act personally than I am usually the headliner. My family enjoys going to Mystic Lake for these concerts. Yep. And the reason that they do is because it's close. Sure. There's good food on property. And I understand the place was packed. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, 2,100 uh, audience capacity. Uh, so we sold, what, over 8,000 tickets. Nice. And after the Ticketmaster fees, which we should discuss, 150 bucks. Okay. Right? For a comic, that's, that's pretty high. And I did hear that Burt Kreischer mm -hmm. is coming to the Mayo Civic Center. I know the guy that books him. Uh, you always do that. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I totally know the people that booked The Tonight Show. I just never mentioned you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Was he always this selfish, P-Jug? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The only thing I really remember about him very, very vividly mm -hmm. is that my friend would come over for dinner, and we'd all sit around the dinner table, and we would say, would he just shut up? just be quiet because he never stopped talking that's what mom said after she was on life support she yeah. was on vent for seven days she wakes up first thing she says is do you ever stop talking i'm like oh, hi mom hi love, mom love you well with us talking too much already today let's say goodbye to this episode next week we may have a guest you know what his Ooh. name is no Tom Hauser. He's the political expert yes. for KSTP television. Yes, I know Tom. Not well, but I've met him. Oh, man, he's a good dude. Yeah. The only reason we didn't have him this week because he's like running a marathon in like London or something. He's been on KSTP for more than 30 years now. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and he he's always so nice when we worked in the same building. Really a courteous guy. Super nice. Can't wait to find out what makes him tick. That may or may not happen on the next Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs.